1: show. um I'm ZZ obviously for those of you that do not know but I feel like anybody that is watching this actually they might not know because I have a special guest today and all of your followers hopefully are going to come and watch this so then maybe they're not going to know who ZZ Mills is. So I'm ZZ and I'm from the UK from London and yeah and I have 19 keys with me lessons.
0: today. Good to be here.
1: Would is, is that what you want me to call you 19 keys?
0: Yeah 19 keys that's my name.
1: So I can't shorten it you like call
0: me keys or man like keys man like call Keys. Me in the uk
1: what about man like kiki no okay so i just want to try see what just try and make it like do you know what i mean so man like keys or key I'll, I'll call you keys okay obviously i'm gonna ask. i hate to ask basic questions but not everyone's gonna know you or know why you're called 19 keys so why how did you come a, i feel like when i say 19 keys i want to write a 16 bar
0: You can if you want to.
1: I'm not really good at rapping, but I feel like I should be like 19 keys up in here. We've got the free, Freedom for me, freedom for you. Everybody is here. But where are the keys? To the kingdom of the United Kingdom. You are here. Mm. Los Angeles is where you are from, am I? I
0: don't don't know if it's gonna work for you.
1: (laughs) <laughs> but I
0: think you're good as an interviewer, and your personality is dope, so you got enough already. Oh, thank you. I really but
1: appreciate that. I appreciate it. Thank you for saying that. So, it, 19 Keys, how did become come to 19
0: Keys? Um, the story, as I tell it, I was first impression by a, name, a man named Masawada Muhammad. He was the founder of the Nation of Islam in North America, and he had a quote that said, there's 17 million original people. This is in the time of the 30s. And he said, there's 2 million Indians, and he said that represents the 19 million rusty lock mines. And there's 19 men, well oiled keys. Keys an interchangeable word for chi or energy or knowledge in the mind to enlighten the people so they can be restored to their once lost, found position as original people on the planet Earth. So, what I do is I give the keys to the people. Those people who don't have knowledge in their life don't have a person to tell them who they are. I give them to tap
1: in. I feel like I should click after that. I think everyone should click in the studio. It's brilliant. You were talking so fast there, I was trying to catch on, but. I understood what you're saying and how old are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm young. You're young? Yeah. Are you 19?
0: Yes. 19 is the smallest number that represents all numbers so when you say 19 like the one is the single smallest digit number nine is the highest single digit number so for me when I say if I was to say I was 19 for real that just represents that like I'm always on that frequency.
1: Because I feel like you look really young but obviously you're very knowledgeable. Okay, so you've come to the UK. This is your second time, right, in the UK? No, this is my
0: first time. Oh, this
1: is the first yeah. time? I thought I saw something before where it was like uh-uh. a year ago. Uh-uh. No? Okay, maybe that was me just imagining something. So it's your first time here, and how are you finding it?
0: I love it. I mean, you know, I just go where the love is, so I tap in wherever I'm at.
1: I mean, you came at, like, a pretty shitty time with the weather and everything. Should but have come, like, I summer. I live in LA,
0: so I didn't come for the weather.
1: Yeah, this is very... I used to live in LA. Yeah. Six months I lived there. I thought i found the love of my life okay but it wasn't the love of my life okay
0: it didn't work he's out. he's now
1: like practically married okay Because his birthday yesterday okay i tried to happened. call him but didn't pick up the phone okay you know yeah. it gets like that sometimes don't do
0: that next year huh don't do that next year
1: don't call him again
0: Nah, nah. i feel be. like
1: we were soulmates though do you think you could be soulmates to somebody that's now with someone else
0: i mean there's billions of people on the planet if i think you can have more than one soulmate. you know what i mean so i think you get an opportunity to do it again and sometimes you can meet the right person at the wrong time, you know what I mean, because sometimes you can prepare the person for the right person. Right. So it's not.
1: Yeah, but then that's not fair, though.
0: Eh, I don't think life is built off fair. You know so I, mean? I
1: should basically uh, put this salt, put this seed in the soil, well, water it's it, gone. Yeah. and then let someone else come and get my flower.
0: Well, that shouldn't be the intention. The intention is that, yeah, you know I mean, you sow the seed and you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor, but that's not always the way it works you know what I mean? Sometimes you can be out of season, right? So the goal ultimately with any relationship is to get into something that's going to be reciprocal. But oftentimes that person you get with may not be in that state, that maturity yet to learn the lessons, to learn how to love somebody the correct way. So you may prepare them for the next person that they get with, and then it may be the right timing for them. Or when you do feel like y'all can reach back again, it's just too much has happened in between to where y'all still the right people. But Y'all have been through experiences changed who y'all were.
1: So You talk about, you talk about a, lot of, a lot on relationships. I've looked at your stuff, you talk about relationships. You talk about a, a plethora of stuff. And, but what would you say your main thing is that you like to talk about? Is
0: Just shifting your mindset, you know what I mean? Your ability to tap into that inner guide, that higher consciousness at all times. Like there's a version of you that's smarter, that's healthier, that has a better relationship, that has more money, and like, how do you tap into that part of yourself? Right to exact all of those things as that's yours.
1: But do you think it's a bit unrealistic to always have this kind of positive "we are kings, we are queens" kind of outlook on life? Because life is hard. Life is very hard. And all it sometimes, you know, I I might come across other people that I follow like yourself, and I sometimes I might just think, oh, I give it a rest, like seriously, just give it a rest, because because I'm going through some shit, and. People like you always seem so positive all the time.
0: Positive people are only positive because they're strong, right? Not because they go through life and it's easy. It's like if you was to work out and you pick up a weight, a weight is a negative force. You have to pick it up. You come in there first with the 20-pound weight, right? At first it's hard. But over time it becomes easier because you can handle more stress. So you become stronger and stronger. Then eventually you're going to want to come in there and pick up more weights to prove your strength. So positive people are individuals who go through a lot, but their positive muscles have grown so much. I have been through a lot, of, a lot more than the average person. So it's like I can deal with the small stresses in life, and I also know how to transmute that energy for something positive. But, you know, the realistic road is the one that you travel when you get want to get to mediocrity. You know what I mean? There's a realistic positivity is that if I see something negative, I'm going to look at it as negative. Positive and negative is what charges the battery up right? So that's necessities for life. But at the same time, it depends on whether you want to grow the negative in life or do you want to grow the positive. I can just get in a car accident, but will I stress over it? Can I change in reverse time? No. So let me focus on the present thing that I can change. So for me, being positive is very realistic for a human being because you got to still be alive. You got to still go into the next moment. So why live in the past stressing yourself out about something you can't change?
1: Do you have like, maybe three steps or three things that you would tell? Cause sometimes I get anxious. Mm-hmm. Like I get really bad, not really bad anxiety, but I, I'm a bit like, oh my God, loads of things going through my mind. Yeah. What would you say to me or would like, what coping mechanisms, mechaniz- mechanisms would you give to somebody?
0: I mean, you know, I wrote a book called Paradigm Keys. It's solution-based mind reprogramming. And one of it is like a, a, a real big thing, of course, is changing language, but just an active thing that people can do that I do is I meditate, you know? Um, I think the way you start your day is the way you go finish it like when you win the, the that that time when you rise up in the morning you have to excite yourself to gonna have a great day I don't believe you're gonna have bad days I think you have a bad mind which means you have a bad reaction to things that happen within your day right something can happen to me and I can see it in a different light than you saw it I can look for all of the positive all of the wisdom all of the strength but when I meditate it's more so about me observing my own emotions Because people are driven by what they feel. That's what produces the will to excite you to start doing shit. So for me, it's more so about I can be angry, but then I'm going to step back and observe myself like, nah, I'm not going to act out that anger, though. You know what I mean? I want to have self-control over myself. So the question is always, do you want to control yourself or do you want to allow yourself to be driven by your emotions? You're supposed to rise above emotions. So the way you do that is you rationalize with it.
1: That's really hard, though.
0: I never said it was easy. People want stuff too easy. That ain't the goal.
1: You're right. I mean, sometimes I like being emotional. Sometimes I like just being like, fuck you, you know? You want to let it all out. Sorry, I swear a lot. Do you swear a lot? Nah. You don't seem like the type of person that swears a lot. You seem like you're very just...
0: Uh, Don't let me fool you, though.
1: Oh, okay. right. Sometimes I, I like to, I don't know if it's healthy, maybe you'll tell me that it's not, I like to kind of like indulge in my emotions. I think it's good to cry. I think it's good to be angry. I think sometimes it is good to react because I feel like when you kind of suppress all of that stuff, that's when eventually you're just going to explode.
0: Well, you know, suppression causes depression, so you have to find a way to express it, but not to overindulge in anything because then it starts to control you and you don't have control over it. And so people try to find an escape in their emotions, right, to get them through the hard times instead of creating the good times. So for me, no, I don't want to be actively depressed, crying, sorrow, and out of control. I want to have, like, I wake up, I'm a pretty generally happy person in anything that I do. I believe life is about the journey, and only destination of life is death. So I just enjoy everything as it goes, but I also cultivate a mood of excitement with what I do. I cultivate a mood of confidence. The average person know of you heard of the law of attraction, right? Right. Yeah. So everybody know of this law. To me, that's the cutest law in the universe. Everybody think you can just think something and it all comes to you because you think positive. But then there's also you know the law of work, the law of of confidence, the law all of these different things that you have to cultivate to so where you can be that type of person that's consistent, right? Why would you want to have one day where your mood is great and then the next day it fluctuates and goes down? That means that for one, it could be something that you're eating it can be your environment the things that you're watching reading listening to so we have to learn how to audit our environments if our environment is not making us connect to our higher selves then we should change the things that we listen to change the things that we read to like the exploration of self-knowledge allows you to obtain power over yourself the the only reason i read or listen to anything is so that i can learn more about myself because then it's going to allow me to know why did i interact with that way why did i get angry at that why did that trigger me
1: So what do you, do you consider yourself pro-black?
0: I'm gonna explain my definition of black first. So for me, black means original, right? Black meaning original, and original being that connection to our essence and our nature. So if I see a black person, it ain't even just about your skin, it's about the color of your mind. Because we can be in a room full of black people and have an ultimate classification of diversity, because that's where it starts. So I am pro-black mind. Right? And a person that has a black mind is one who's connected to their nature and our nature ultimately just like a baby is to be righteous, to be good. So when you're talking about a person that's actively working to be good, right, then that's what I rock with.
1: So what do you think the current state of black people are is at the moment? Well that's
0: a that's a big question for all black people.
1: Well I mean generally speaking, like how do you not that we should care how the white person sees us but how do you think the outside world sees us now as black people? Do you think they see us as something positive? Or do you think at the moment we're just like indulging in negative music, negative stereotypes? What, what's, your, what's your view?
0: Um, I think when you're talking about the collective diaspora, it depends. Um, American views, UK views and things of that nature is that black people are the most powerful, genius, inventive, creative people on this planet Earth and everybody else sources us for their energy, their spirit, their rhythm, and their connectivity to a higher source. So I believe that in one spectrum it depends on how you're looking at it because if you look at the history of black people and you connect it to like Egyptians, we have invented more stuff than they have. We're extremely great. If you're looking at it through a social lens of an economic paradigm, then you like, okay, well y'all ain't got no money though. And the reason that is is because we haven't, still haven't learned how to unify and show examples of unity. We allow everybody else to disrupt us instead of us having a conversation together to figure out how we can build.
1: But do you feel like, so at the moment, there's this thing that keeps happening in the UK, just because you t- talked about us okay. coming together. This thing that keeps happening in the UK where like, what it happens in the US as well, I'm guessing. But old tweets come up of black men disrespecting black women. Old okay? tweets. Old tweets. Maybe like seven years ago or whatever, 10, five years ago, old tweets where black men are disrespecting black women. Mm -hmm. And there's no sort of accountability. And to me, that's when I always see the separation between black men and black women, that there's no unity, that it's like we can't ever come to some sort of agreement I can never say to you as a black woman, this is how you make me feel without you get, well, without, not you personally, but without a black man getting defensive and vice versa. A black man can't say to a black woman, this is how you make me feel without us getting defensive. Do you think that this, this, us coming together will ever happen? Or is it always going to be like we're at each other's throats?
0: It definitely won't always be and it It hasn't always been. Like this, you got to look at also the timeline that we're talking about is very small in the history of the world. Right. So we looking at a micro of our lives and we placing that on the timeline of everywhere. Like there's been hundreds and thousands of years of black men and black women have got along. So when I ultimately always go to the root, like when I talk about a person attacking back to their nature, masculine and feminine energy is what's going to make us win. So the focus should be black family. That's what matters. Right. Do you think but
1: there's an agenda at the moment? To I know there's an agenda to eradicate the black.
0: Absolutely. We've seen it in America. We see it out here. In America, it's through feminism, right? And here as well. Yeah, so out be, here, yeah. more of the old tweets that uh, a, a black person would get in trouble for is tweets about gay. And so out here, you're saying it's tweets about women. I believe if you look at who's in the middle of black men and black women having a conversation, and you look at the agendas that have risen and have power, like the LGBT community has a lot of power. Right, because they can present their agenda and they can work it to make sure that every list on the item gets done. They push themselves in politics and education and entertainment and they work it and they can change the paradigm. Right now you have the intersectionality of the women's rights movement across the planet Earth. Right, but what's left out of both of those agendas is the black man. So what's been popularized is agendas that took into place of civil rights. When it was the black man, the black woman fighting for the rights that we didn't have. Right. So right now it's even harder to have a conversation because first you need to see if I agree with the, with the women's rights and do I agree with the LGBT rights before you can accept me as a black man. So there's an issue with us even having a conversation based on our nature and not allowing anyone else to be in between that. Like you shouldn't, Our conversation should be first. How can we be grateful for each other? Right? Because everything else is a small blimp in time. This has never been an issue that made, that was divisive between us.
1: Do you think it's. Do you think. Do you believe in gender roles? Do you think gender roles are important? I personally, I think that for a family to work, there needs to be gender roles. I'm not really for this whole new movement of feminism. I do think that it's an agenda to break up the family home, especially the black family home. So I, I believe that gender roles work best. But I think women have actually kind of. We've fucked it up for ourselves when it comes to certain things because. We've been out here saying that we're independent, we're independent, we're independent. But then we still want the man to act like the man. And then I think now men are kind of like, well, what the fuck do I do? What do you want me to do now? Because you have told me that you can do everything. So what is actually my role? Right. So I just feel like everything's up in the air at the moment and no one kind of knows what they're supposed to do.
0: Right. Um, so you go back to nature. Nature provides gender roles, not man. The man builds roles based on what nature already assigned. Right. right? So if woman is a natural healer, if she's a natural nurturer, right, then everything that she gets, she's nurtured. A man gives her the sperm, she takes the sperm, and then she creates a baby and produces that. That's already setting up a gender role. You're naturally more emotional, I'm naturally more logical, right? So, but at the same time, a man naturally sees, a lot of times, so of course it's not across the board, I see the bigger picture, you see the details that actually create the bigger picture. It all works together. but. When you talk about an agenda, and a lot of times we talk about these things as if like, whose agenda is it? You gotta gotta go to the resource of white supremacy, or I like to call white matriarchal intellect and white patriarchal intellect. Because there's a lot of white, or there's a lot of black women with white women minds. And there's a lot of black men with white men minds. And sometimes there's a black woman who wants to get into a corporate position and she wants to figure out how she can gain some power. And while doing that, she get into the good old boys club and she becomes successful, but then she successfully starts to think like a white man. So she masculizes herself to think more logical into a position where she can provide for herself. And then when it's time for her to get into a relationship, she's alone because she can't find a man that will effeminate himself to be with her correctly. And then she wants somebody that can be in a position to lead her. But then she put herself in such a position that she's no longer feminine, but she's a feminist. So, the goal is to go back to the nature. What does it mean to be feminine? What does it mean to be masculine? We hear a lot of conversation about toxic masculinity. Well, everything has its polar opposite. So, what is toxic femininity? Right? So, one of the biggest issues is that the effeminization of the man doesn't allow him to be, to cultivate himself into the role that he needs to protect and provide for a woman. I was just talking about this the other day that black men have the responsibility of making himself so impressive to the black woman that she doesn't even uh, uh, allow her to think of any other options like he produces himself in such a manner and presents himself in such a light to where she compare you to anybody else there's no even there's nothing right it's so when you think about that I don't
1: know, men don't want to do that anymore you know you said what men don't want to
0: do that anymore well males don't want to do that there's a difference between being a male and being a, a man. A male, you're talking about a person's sex. A man, you're talking about a person that has a uh, a constitution and a character to build themselves up, to, to, to become that particular thing, to be that provider, that producer, that things of that nature. But society has messed us up because we don't know what our nature is anymore. We watch it from entertainment shows, TV, all those different things, and that's where we get our examples. Like, in America, black women have fed this idea, of course, that... A man is supposed to provide, right? And he's supposed to do this, that and the third. But you already know how society has set up the situation. So when she goes in, she says, you know what I want to provide her, you ain't providing shit. So it stresses this same person out. So where he doesn't see he doesn't even see a reason to provide for someone who won't appreciate it. Because now she wants she wants the car, she wants the Gucci bag, she wants all of these extravagant things, but she's not willing to help him produce that.
1: Yeah, but- how much should a woman help a guy? Because...
0: As much as she believes in Yeah, them. but
1: I always find this, yeah. Men always want women to see the potential in them, all right? All the time, yeah, but you should see the potential in me. I've got potential, you just did But I don't ever feel like men will stick around to see the potential in a woman.
0: This can be very true. So um, we
1: should be c- come as the full package. We should be able to cook. We should be able to clean. We should be able to be a mother. We should be your second mum. We should do everything for you. We should wipe your bum while we're at it. Wipe the sleep out of your eyes. Tell you how beautiful you are. Make, make you the king and everything. Well, I take
0: those too. But
1: we, ha- like, you can be broke down, no money, whatever. And we should stick by you because we're supposed to... St- see the potential in you
0: well that's not a blanket characterization of black men or black women
1: no um, but I, I, it's not it, of course like generally speaking but I do I do see this a lot like I don't think a man would stick by a woman that couldn't cook
0: I, I do my, my, my father taught my mother how to cook uh, <laughs> she couldn't cook eggs true. he said what he mattered
1: yeah but I know but genuinely speaking i think a lot of men would not be with a woman that couldn't cook but i'm supposed to stick with i would actually
0: say that might be something in the in the uk because i don't think women in the u.s generally even cook anymore like that like i said a lot of the 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 feminine aspects of a woman has been lost this is like what the feminist movement is kind of like fighting for is that women don't have to do those things attached to right what it means to be a woman anymore as far as like being a cook and things of that nature and so it's like, now the man wants to be the guy who just has the money so he can get the woman. So all she got to do is be pretty. That's kind of like where the disconnect of our millennial generation is. Yeah. So it's not even like we're even looking for those divine things that's attached to our nature anymore. We looking what society is curating to make us look good with each other instead of make us actually good for each other. Yeah. And those are big, big issues.
1: So just because we've got to wrap up, because it's always so quick, um, I've actually really enjoyed talking to you. Hence why I haven't really spoken that much. And if you watch my stuff, I talk a lot, but I haven't this today. But okay, cause we kind of got into this whole like man relationship, woman. What would you say are the three top qualities that you should look for in the opposite sex, man, woman?
0: Um, I would say first, a person that loves themselves. You know, I don't think you can love anybody until you first love yourself. And I believe that goes into whether you're talking about business, whatever it is, because self love is a reflection of all love. Wow. So if you find somebody that loves yourself, you can see to the extent that they have the ability to love you back. You know, and for me, like love is a duty, it's reciprocal that both of you all go have. So when you talk about a person's potential, yes, it does have to be active. No man should seek anything that he doesn't want to become himself. If you want a great man, then you should be a great woman and vice versa. Both of those have like I always say a matriarch will win and a patriarch will win, Is God triarch, it's us ruling side by side. Honorable Minister Lewis Farquhar has a great quote. He says that the woman's uh, uh, home is not her place, that's her base, right? And that sort of changes the thought process that we have when it comes to working with our women side by side because she has equal inability that we have. So first finding somebody that <laughs> loves themselves. You hearing this motherfucker? <laughs> no, <I'm just> Find somebody that loves themselves, Um, and I'm always looking for a person that has a track record of growth, right, because if, if, if you don't have the ability to consistently grow, then you might outgrow each other, right? Sometimes individuals get into relationships where one person is going this direction, the other person going this direction, and then at the end of the day, they're trying to figure out how they can come back together. I believe y'all got to be side by side. So if I'm growing, then you growing. You growing, I'm growing. And we side by side with a trajectory that's pointing upward, right? Then us going outward or putting our energy outward. So for me, just personally, it has to be a mindset, like a, a growth mindset, right? Because I don't want to get to a point where year one, yeah, we was cool. You like who I was, but I continue to grow, and I had to leave you behind because now I'm a whole new person, and, and you was just happy with who I was. But now who I am ain't the same person. So if you ain't growing with me, then we can't go together, we don't grow together. So third, um, and it's like picking only three is very hard, but (laughs) uh, I would say a person that has knowledge of self, right? A person that loves themselves, they they study themselves, they study their people, they culture, their history, they wanna enrich themselves in those things because that really gets to the depth of a person's character right if you just looking for a person that's aesthetically pleasing right that that just looks good on the outside but doesn't look great spiritually doesn't look great mentally right doesn't look great in any other aspect and most people are always trying to build the outside version of themselves because they have nothing inside to show so you also got to stop looking at what a person look like and try to figure out who they are those are two different things Mm -hmm. but we always want to know what do you do but barely ever we ask who are
1: Click, 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 click. So, um, we have to round up now, but um, explain to me quickly what your, this the, is the, the crown, and where people can find them, okay. and where people can find you, yeah. and how they can follow you and follow your journey, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Uh, So you can find me at 19Keys, 19, um, 19 underscore K-E-Y-S. The crowns, they're symbols of um, your higher mind. So I always tell people, when you see me wearing a crown, it's reminding me of my higher self and I'm always wearing it. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm always striving. So even if I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing, I have to tap back in, like, wait a minute, I got my crown on. And a crown is just aesthetic, like, you already crowned. I'm just putting it on to show you what's already there because we need reminders in our environment because nothing in our environment reminds us of our nature, and our nature is stronger than our environment. So we have to design the world that we want to see so it changes the interaction that we have even with ourselves. So if you see somebody wearing a crown, it means, oh, they done tapped in. They must have some knowledge itself. They must be tapping into some of the keys or something, but it's universal symbols of cosmic intelligence. So you got the number one luxury enlightenment brand in the world, you know what I mean? And we bang it righteously.
1: I liked when you said that when you wear it, it stops you from doing things that you shouldn't do. So when I get a boyfriend, I'm gonna make him wear that and hopefully he's not gonna end up cheating
0: <laughs> on me. <laughs> well, don't blame me if he does, you know what I'm talking
1: about? Okay guys, you know what to do? Disclaimer. <laughs> like, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your mum. I think this is actually one that my mum is going like. to like. My mum's going to like this one because we did talk about sex or anything like that. Usually every episode there's oh, okay. some sort of sexual Big talk in raggy. there. Do you know what righteous. Mean? But this was righteous, holy talk. And I'm <clears> quite <throat> proud of myself. So, guys, you know what to do. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for, Thank having, you for having me. Thank you for taking time out of your trip while you were here in London, UK, to come on the more show. Thank you.
0: Blessings. K-K.